acting on jobs we haven't haven't had crazy tales from audition to set burying ourselves in mountains of debt dealing with parents asking what's your plan b ollie and m discuss over tea made to feel we're average at best why is this industry such a fucking test this is a podcast with occasional care. Brought a poem. What for? <laughs> I've never wrote a cast. Did you? I didn't write it. <laughs> you didn't do a poem for us? <laughs> I didn't write it. Okay. I've got this inspiration. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe it. It's a really good poem. Big out. Uh, this is going to be a wankiest episode ever. So, coming at you with a little poetry this evening. Thought for the day from yeah. a box. <laughs> That's amazing. Come on. But you've genuinely bought. Did you bring it to read yeah. it on the podcast? Yes. Yeah. Great, did it? <laughs> no, I can't. I'll read it for you. I'll read it for you. Okay. This laugh is it. gold, by the way. <laughs> so loud. We still don't have the poem. Give me the poem. I'm excited. I think we should bust the poem out at the end. <laughs> That's what I mean. I just want it just here. To wrap it really up. close. Yeah. Come on. It's going to be good. Get it. Um, <laughs> I'll hide inside my lab. So, <laughs> welcome along to oh, today's sorry. show. Oh, God. We started three minutes ago, I told you. I just oh, said lab here. <laughs> huh? What did you say? Nothing. Rabbits? <laughs> Folds, the uniforms of a womb. She said the word labia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that old, that old chestnut. <laughs> She's always whanging on about her labia. <laughs> Sorry, it's the fizzy wine. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here today with Miss Catherine Bennett-Fox. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Actress and improviser extraordinaire. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Fresh <laughs> off the train from Edinburgh. I am fresh and washed. Yeah, you smell delightful, you always do. That's not too top notes, but then if you go beneath, you're like, oh, oh re- really? reeks of death and hopelessness. Oh. <laughs> Those are the most expensive You're an actress, perfumes. that's all of us. <laughs> yeah. The most expensive perfumes have five layers. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Five? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So you are one of those. It is five, isn't it? Is it five? Yeah, I think so. How do you know? We could get you a lot of time course. in selfies spraying them. <laughs> <laughs> there was that film, no, Perfume, a uh, um, perf- story of a murder or something, the one with Ben Whishaw. Really Have you seen good. it? It yeah, is a good film. It, yeah. And I think in that he was trying to find the sixth oh, when he's like killing the women. I just ruined that film for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> I've done that a lot this week, actually. Ruin what else have you ruined? Not just films. Well, on last week's episode, I talked extensively about Jurassic World 2. Yes. Is that the one that's just been at the cinema? Yes. Mm. Okay. And I talked about, yeah, the cloned girl and stuff, and so I ruined that. I read a oh, book. Oh, yeah, you did ruin that. I'm sorry. Um, and I ruined a book for a friend today. I told him basically exactly what happens in the final chapter. Oh, no, Why? Well, it was part of a. We were in a meeting. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And then. I was re- I was talking about the next book in the series that hasn't been published yet, but that I have read. And you so just I, had I, to I, go I told lots of detail. Well, I didn't have to go into the detail, but it was a crucial thing that I was saying we could bring that point in to the character in this episode of this thing that we're adapting. So uh, yeah, that was silly, wasn't it? Never mind. I have a friend that likes ruining things for people. He doesn't believe spoilers are a thing. Oh, he needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> how does he, uh, how does what he... is his Instagram and Twitter <laughs> handle? <laughs> how does he keep hold of his friends? Um, he's got a lot of other attributes. Has he? But... <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening to this. <laughs> but he does spoil things and it really gets my goat. Oh, to do it on purpose is just a real dickish thing. You are a dick, sir. <laughs> I've never met you, but I can confirm. <laughs> I find it strange because it really does ruin it for me. If you go into a film and someone's ruined it, all I'm thinking is, oh, that thing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on, on what it is. There are some things I would care less about being ruined. Like? But if it's something that I'm really like... Like, if, if, if I had gone into Avengers Infinity War knowing the ending, I would have been... I would have been, say it. I would, I would say that. <laughs> but I would have been... 
And that's why probably I'm not saying it is because it's one that I really care about. So I'm like, I'm not going to spoil that. And because it's such a good film, whereas Jurassic World 2 was just a pile of tosh. So I'm like, I don't care about spoiling it. It was a shame. That's terrible. Yeah. So why why were you... Um... <laughs> Why were you in Edinburgh? What were you doing? Uh, I was doing I was doing a little sketch show. The Free Association have a sketch course where they get people along to learn how to write sketches. And this year, for the first time, they took some of those sketches and gave them to uh, the some of the improvisers, improviser actors. Uh, we were directed by Jonathan Rook to to get them to to performance to a performance, and that's what we did. And I did a week of it because I have to come home, do other things, but it is up there for the month. And so other people have stepped into your roles? Yes, so you're like sh- you're all sharing it. <laughs> Everyone's grateful. Hell, yes, they have. My God, she's gone. Oh, God. Uh, everyone is like, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> They've tried to step into They're shoes, lost. but they are too big. Gratefully received. Younger no, seriously, your versions. feet are like boats. <laughs> <laughs> so when, what when, is that? When was it that you started um, being involved with the FA? How did you get involved? Seamless. Seamless, Emily. Thank you. Awesome. Um, actually, <laughs> I did other improv before all. So sorry, I was just going to say before you say that, what what exactly is the FA? Because you just mentioned the FA that it was there. Yeah, sorry, it's there. not the Football Association. The <laughs> FA is a great organisation, but there are people that don't know what it is. Yeah. So you know, um, the Free Association are a um, uh, a school, an improv school in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on one of their house teams, so at the moment we perform every Friday. Um, I was on one of their first teams, and I do a lot of improv there um so you started off by doing classes there no i didn't actually i started at a different school called monkey toast and they teach a slightly different form of improv um taught by uh, lovely paul foxcroft and Bryony redmond brilliant teachers uh and at that point the fa didn't exist so my kitty had just come over from america and was just starting to get the free association going with graham dixon and who so, i went to school with that's so weird but Isn't we all grew odd? up in the same area we did. Weird. You, I did. You were a slag on the hill. <laughs> awesome. And I was... <laughs> it was a certain type of teaching, oh. but I'm still yeah. using those skills. <laughs> no, um, it, it's ter- it is terrible, but in St Albans, there's there's like five or six schools, basically, and Catherine's school was Stags, which was known... Slags! As, as slags on the hill. Oh. I didn't know we were on a hill. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was incredibly offensive. <laughs> there we go. Which Slides school did you get to? Uh, the boy, the boy school, the, the Abbey school. Yeah. Yeah, that was right. What a twat. <laughs> surprise, um, surprise. Where did you go, Willie? I went to, I went to Parley Pigsty, which was another one that was known for being full of slags. <laughs> was it a girls' school? <laughs> yes, it was. Was it? Near, near Camden. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. It was it was quite um, it was a it was a little bit rough sometimes. I liked it, but there was a you know it was a long time ago. We all know I'm about 111. Yeah, and we all know. Even that. back then, there was like knife fights. Knife fights. Yeah. From you. Guns weren't around. So. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, not just pen knives, but you know, no, it was a it was, uh, yeah, it was um, it was an edgy school. Let's put it like that. Oh. Did they, did they send your siblings to private school? No, he went to the boys' school next door. And it was... They had the start and finish times of the schools ten minutes apart. Oh, with amazing. The, idea the girls and the boys didn't run into each other, which was absolutely Because, of course, rubbish. no one could ever wait ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Foolproof plan there Ridiculous. from the schools. <laughs> My brother was... I remember sitting in class once, and because um, they were literally right next door to us, and all all we could hear, and I think I was in history class, all we could hear was all these bangers going off for an hour, and it was my brother had been selling them around his no. school next door. Banger butterworth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So uh, he was a proper little entrepreneur. Never did actually. Selling explosives. <laughs> yeah. So proud. Entrepreneur or arms dealer. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know how much I'd advertise the schools. He he definitely he had to retake. He was in. He didn't do anything except smoke spliffs. I don't think he turned up to office exams. So um, I'm really selling him here. Yeah. So uh, it's a delightful. He stayed job. on. He stayed on for another couple of years to like try and get some qualifications that weren't ends and news. But <laughs> anyway, this podcast is not about my brother. <laughs> we somehow got onto that um, when you were talking about uh, the FA. Yeah. <laughs> Graham. Graham and Mike started the FA. Yes. Together. 
How, how long ago was that now? It must be three and a half years. Is it only that? Yeah. Oh, wow. They've yeah. done such amazing things in such a short yes, time. Yes, incredible. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, initially, why did you get into improv? Like, was it just because... Was it random or was it kind of, no, I really want to do this? No. Like, a couple, to be honest, there were several reasons. Um, the first being, uh, I really, really needed to laugh. I was really sad, guys, <laughs> right. for mm-hmm. lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd, I'd gotten, I think I was, I mean, I'm not going to say my age, but I was over 25 and therefore unemployable in the acting industry. <laughs> um, so castings were fewer and further between. Hashtag me too. Hashtag sad times. So... Can we sort hashtag you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Please. For the love of God, we're losing listeners by the second. (laughs) Drink the wine. Um, But, um, yeah, so... so, Yeah, so I needed to hashtag get get a new hobby. Um, So sorry. Hashtag laugh. (laughs) Um, And... Uh, I was I was hanging back with lovely Jessica Ransom at the time and she said, I think you'd really like improv. And I was really anti it for a really long time because it just sounded absolutely terrifying having to step onto stage with nothing sounded like a ludicrous notion. Um, but it, then it seemed like maybe the thing I should be doing as lots of people were saying it to me. So um, I went along to Mikey Chase and I just, I loved it. I loved it. I needed laughter. Um, and I started laughing a lot more, uh, not just because of acting, because I had had a big breakup and uh, things change. I think you suddenly have to create a, a version of yourself on your own, and I, I really needed some armor. Um, and with improv came a brilliant new community of people that are dynamic and making their own work, and mm-hmm. it's a real sense of community. I really find that, especially at the FA now, where you're suddenly surrounded by very inspiring, exciting people and I have somewhere to go at any night pretty much of the week now where I can see someone and have a beer with them and talk about something we love, performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that's why I started. Just to flip side that slightly, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. feel like it can be a little bit yeah, too cliquey? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I think that, that a lot of people in this country would, would maybe say that I mean Emily and I have both kind of done comedy stuff before yeah. and I think it's there's a circle there that For is sure. a little bit impenetrable I have to say when I started doing the FA courses as you know like I, I did a couple of them I think I because I I don't like doing anything unless I do it like 100% and I really felt like if I was gonna get better after the few mm. that I did I needed to really invest a lot of time yeah. which I didn't have so I kind of made a decision I think at that point that I just I wasn't going to do it at the moment but I guess you from you've seen the benefits from investing a lot but like you said it has kind of become a lot hasn't it with the different groups and stuff in a good way so I suppose there's two different things here um is it uh too cliquey uh, and uh can it take over your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and I suppose starting with with yours Emily yeah I definitely it's very addictive yeah. Uh, it's it's a craft all of its own. Uh, suddenly, uh, I'm performing every week, regardless of what's happening, which is brilliant for me. Amazing. Uh, yeah. As a, you know, it, it hurts when you're not being able to do what you love and mm-hmm. what you think you were born to do. So suddenly having that is amazing. Um, it did definitely start to take over my life. Because you start saying yes and to everything. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but also because you just you want to do something well. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, and yeah Therefore yeah. you have to invest. Well, and it's something that I think that you just get better at yeah. the more you do it. Exactly. Yeah. So the more that you can practice, the more you can go and do shows, the more yeah. you can do classes and, and, and stuff, like, yeah. the better you are going to get. Like, obviously, not everyone is is made for it, yeah. and so they might you might not necessarily get better, but the way to get better is just by doing it. Yeah. And I think as well you find, like, when you do a play with someone, you develop that sort of bond. And I think there is that sort of bond when you go on stage with someone to improvise. For example, we always say, well, I've got your back, and you look at each other in the eyes, and you touch each other in the back, and it's a, a moment that... 
that you don't actually share with many people unless you are going into the war of a performance, into the terrifying moment of, oh, we're going to be on stage together with nothing, but I have got your back. It's it's, So suddenly you do have a, a different bond. But yeah, I definitely got to a point a few months ago where I had to go, gosh, I'm not sleeping much because I'm still saying yes to everything you know having to have a job where you earn money rather than just acting Mm -hmm. trying to be an actress uh, trying to be in several improvisation teams trying still to go to the cinema and the theatre to see your friends and you know be nice at some stage to meet a significant partner that won't happen (laughs) not on my schedule Um, so yeah no I definitely have had to try and scale back which is tricky because it's uh, everything you do leads to something, leads to something, leads to something. It, it's tricky. So that, I suppose, it did take over. Um, mm. But that's not a bad thing. No. Good to have too many things to, that you want to do, I think. Um, with regards to cliqueiness, I suppose, you know, I suppose maybe it leads back to the thing I was saying about going on stage with someone and having that bond and if you do have that with people I suppose that is difficult to infiltrate and I have felt after shows you know you do same as a theatre show you do want to sit around and go ah this didn't quite work ah that moment was ah I really loved when you did that and I suppose you do that in the bar Mm. and I suppose that can seem an impenetrable group um uh but I think I think a lot of the people and most of the people I do improvise with are very open to 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 chats and to meeting people. I think that's you know that's certainly why I did it in the first place. So sure. I think um, it maybe seems that way more than it maybe is. Uh, but so the, people in the cults never know that they're loonies. No, no, no. I. I've you know seen so many FA shows and Monkey Toe shows as well yeah. here, and there's some crazy talented people doing improv in this country. Yeah, at the moment. Um, I think the so, skills it adds. Yeah, so I I I understand I understand what you're saying. I think that because you 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 feel like you have become part of the community, of course, Can't. from the outside. No, but of course, <laughs> to the outside, it it maybe then uh, uh, appears that way. I mean, I know that. Um, you know that improv in the US is a, a, a kind of a much bigger, yeah. widely accepted skill set than it is in this country. And there's certain schools. You know, there's UCB, there's Groundlings, there's um, Olympic, mm-hmm. um, and each of those different kind of schools of thought on how improv should and should not yeah, be. Yeah. Um, they're very different, and those different schools are quite competitive. Yeah. So I think that's also maybe what then feeds that idea that that is what it's like, is that because there's so many different schools of thought about how it should be done. Yeah. I was going to say, do you have a preference from all the different ones that you might have tried? I think, personally, I I would like to be at the point where you can incorporate a splash of each, because I actually think all of those different schools and dynamics have something wonderful, like... There's nothing more beautiful than an incredibly subtly introduced premise. But at the same time, someone does something characterful and truthful and honest that's tragically comedic. That's that's a different special. That's more of an emotional one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more groundlings, whereas the first one's more UCB. And then you can, you know, just something crazy as well that, that you would never want to see on a stage <laughs> is... It can be a magic moment of everyone just joining each other, you know. And so I personally would really like to be at the stage to be able to do... To take what you want from yeah. different things. Yeah. And I think, I actually think most... Anyone that's... Fascist is the wrong word, but staunch <laughs> about their beliefs in yes. improvisation. I feel a bit sad for because I think, do you know what, you're missing out on... And that is the joy of improv to me personally sometimes, is that, oh, well, I know I can take this in a ludicrous way or I can really ground this scene or I can yes-and you, but I can also straight man this in a yes-and way or I could join... There's so many possibilities. Or do something satirical. Yes. Or, yeah, exactly. Or just leave you on your own and do sound effects from the side... It's such a delicious, uh, just a melting pot of possibility, and that's why you can never get it right. But by the same token, 
you also don't necessarily get it wrong. You just took a different choice and maybe that didn't work as well as another choice could have. So sure. I think, yeah. Do you think that because the schools aren't so bedded down here that maybe the, the people that are doing improv are a little bit more open to different... Because, like, in the US, those, yeah. those schools have been around yeah. for, like, 30, 40 years, yeah. some of them. So their methods are really embedded. Yeah. Um, whereas here, you know, there's there's less there's less kind of specific schools because it's yeah. it's only in the last kind of five years really that improv has gone undergone this huge growth uh, again in this country. Because although I think historically improv was a big thing here, yeah. it kind of didn't have this it didn't have the same structured Actually. teaching yeah. as they have in the US. Yeah. Um I think the turf wars will start. <laughs> um, I think we'll have to pick a side. Okay. But um, <laughs> you're arming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle at the moment. <laughs> um, I think inevitably, if uh, if you're more suited, for example, to premise, then you're going to think that's the right way, and you're going to. I like certain improvisers because I like what they do on stage, and mm. not because they're better than the the improviser next to them. I I personally love seeing good actors doing improv. I will always rather see those people than say, you know, you know, this is a massive generalization, but a stand-up, for example, that's mm-hmm. got an incredible incredible array and an incredible with their wit. I would always rather because that's what I want to see. Yes. Um so uh, in answer to your question, I think I think it's an incredibly exciting time for improv in London. I think we're really at the, on the cusp of something exciting um, where it is becoming a thing and where it is in a way that I think actors can feel very lonely in London. I certainly did. It's hard to get a network. Uh, it's hard not to be that cliche of a moany actor that hasn't got an audition because we're all a bit sad <laughs> even when we've got one. <laughs> True. Because <laughs> it's hard. It's really... Uh, the thing about acting isn't... The hard thing isn't acting necessarily. It's staying sane. Um, so I think with regards to improv, we are in an exciting time because a community is growing and mm. different schools... And there are other schools other than Monkey Toast and the FA in London. Um, so I think as it grows... Dip, people will put their stamp down for sure. Um, is it something you feel every actor should do? I think every human should because really, yeah, but that's interesting because actually, on the f- couple of courses that I did, there was a, a real mix in terms of actors and non actors, which I was very surprised at. Yeah. I hadn't expected. Yeah, I think it's life is like hard, and I think for me personally, it. Now something stupid that happens or something hard, I can kind of laugh at a lot more. I can think of it as something I can use in my comedy. Uh, maybe you have that with comedy yourselves. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Then? I think yeah, I think there's a definitely a fine line between comedy and tragedy. Yeah, and I I definitely did use that a lot in in some of our sketch stuff and writing. I can see that without a doubt. And I think if you can find any way to laugh about anything, it makes life easier. Totally. Is that the main skill you think it could give to non-actors then? The ability to step back and see the humour in situations? That's one of them. I think another massive one is being in the moment, something we all struggle with, especially in London. Um, It's definitely made me listen harder, listen like a thief. Yeah, uh, and that's something that so many people don't do. It's kind of a given, isn't it, that you do. But actually, a lot of people... I remember going into an audition and the director said, do you know you're the first person today that's actually listened to the other actor? It's just something you take for granted, but actually, a lot of people don't do. Well, especially in acting, when you have your own agenda. Maybe you've worked on your own route for the for the for for your character maybe the actor with you isn't quite giving you what you require to get to the emotion so you have to act in a bubble yeah Uh, you know listening can be if you listen too much it might throw you Mm. um whereas an improv it can just feed you uh and i think it does make you listen harder i definitely connect more i think you also have to look at each other in the eyes Uh, and as actors we maybe take that for granted but lots of people don't communicate it's not very british is it no it's not it's not. Um, 
I think... Yeah, no, I think you look great. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Joking! He wasn't looking at me when he said it. It's just upsetting. Um, <laughs> so I think listening, I think being in the moment, I think laughing, I think doing something out of your comfort zone is something we should be doing more of. Yeah, and a lot of the time... I don't know about you, but I find these days with castings, there is no script. And they just say that you go in and they want you to improv it. Mm. And actually... So as an as an actor, what do you think the skills are that it can give you? Because um, like, those things kind of can apply to anyone that does it. But yeah. as, specifically as an actor, how do you think it's informed your acting? I definitely hold on less tightly to my... I'll always go in with something I think this character c- could... Uh, be embellished by Mm -hmm. but I'm very willing to throw away and just listen and go okay well let's try that I think uh, the willingness to fail fail in inverted commas Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) there's a poem that um, I cannot wait for this poem it's still in bag go and get it Um, brilliant brilliant improviser and teacher called Holly Laurent um uh, read a few poems to us and uh, the first line is something like everyone forgets that Icarus flew um, because we just remember him burning up in the sun but the man flew and I think that willingness to get things wrong that willingness to take risks is something that when you don't get as many auditions as we all deserve um, we can hold on too tight whereas definitely as a performer I go alright what do you want me to do okay this sounds stupid this is going to not work but I'll do it because because it might be fun, and because that is probably why we got all into acting, because we really love playing. Mm. Um, and because it's a, it's a job that requires collaboration. Yeah. So being able to listen and interact and take direction and all that stuff, that's part of that collaborative process. Yeah. And it, I do think there is a lot of love <laughs> that, you, that, you, that you get from being an improviser and making something up with someone and and doing something odd. Well, it's the trust thing, like you said, sure. isn't it? It's, uh, the, it's, that, it's like when you start drama school and you have to play all those trust games with your class to, to, yeah. to bond. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? It's, a very, it's suddenly a very intense thing that you have going on. Yeah. My friend um, Kelly Luenin, another brilliant improviser, always says, if you do something weird, I'll do something weirder before we go on stage. Now, that's not necessarily what you always want, <laughs> but <Yeah>. but <laughs> the point is, and she doesn't mean it like she'll go crazy. But Don't she, worry about if yeah, you do something weird. Do yeah. something mental if you want to. I'm there for you and we'll do it and it'll yeah. be fun for us. Um, it's, it's good to be brave enough to try and get it wrong because that is when the magic happens. The most magical moments on stage in improv and maybe in acting are when we're just listening and something real and odd happens. It's rare. I think you can see it on stage when an actor is really listening. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Or in the moment. Yeah, definitely. And do you think that it's... Um, do you think that developing that trust when you're on stage has also... Um, kind of spread into your personal relationships outside of the acting world. Jesus Sorry, I'm going, I'm going deep here, but do, like, wow. do you think that it's opened you up a little bit as Open a, as a person? <laughs> <laughs> I want I want tears in this episode. Okay, we've been we've been dicking around for like eleven weeks now, twelve weeks. Wow. I want tears. No, but do you, do you think it has like just with your friends or to the like relationships or whatever it may be? Do you Tinder. think? <laughs> no, the hopefully, it, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully it hasn't opened you up there. but no do you, do you feel like it's maybe made you more open and willing to trust people or friends or family or you know whatever yeah I do I think <laughs> Oliver Powell knows me quite well <laughs> may have an agenda there's no agenda <laughs> uh, no definitely I do think um, yeah, I think oh, it's a tricky well, it's a, it's, a, it's a better way to be in general, isn't it? I think people who are suspicious of life and yeah. people generally don't have as pleasant a time on earth and I, don't get mm. as much from life as people who. Well, I, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't thinking necessarily like being suspicious. I was just thinking more like being slightly closed off. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sorry, that's an extreme. Um, but you know what I mean. I mean like just less 
And I actually mimed a closed off cocoon like thing. It was really beautiful, wasn't it? I'm sad that that's my my movement work for this evening. (laughs) I think think naturally, sometimes you do need opening up when you're an actor because you are, for whatever reasons, inside or outside of the acting world, you may be feeling low in confidence or a bit down and not like you want to you know share anything with people and for that reason I think improv is a great thing that was also one of the reasons why I did do it when I did it because I was like it absolutely terrifies me and I think I need to face a fear yeah well that's good it's good to face a fear I think as a woman as well as a woman performer doing improv you can play any part Mm. and that's really liberating I for ages and still have to force myself um would go and play lower status or stereotypically female roles Mm -hmm. and that's you know years of years of being given those roles and yeah. so that's whereas now uh i experience it's great to be ugly it's great to be given the permission to be ugly and that to be a good thing on the stage um and it's it's great to be able to play around with those things i think um and as a person i should answer your question yes um, <laughs> uh yeah, i think emily was trying to save you from the really, deep and personal i really appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying I was to dig a little deeper in, guys. Pinpoint what Oprah was getting at. <laughs> I think uh, as an act, as a person, as mm. well as an actor, I've always tried to be uh, inverted commas happy and mm-hmm. bring the best version of myself, and therefore not necessarily uh, uh, be honest. Or, yeah. like, you know, and I was, yeah. as you both know, I was very sad for a while. Uh, and you worry that you can't show that to people because it's unattractive and boring. Um, but definitely, I think, improv has helped me be a bit more honest and go, how are you? Oh, I'm a bit shit, mate. And suddenly someone goes, oh, no, should we talk about it? And you go, oh, all right then. Yeah. yeah well, which is a healthier way to be. It's healthier. the being a wo- woman on stage mm. I've a seen a woman a man from the womb <laughs> no a womb man they are different <laughs> uh, the, the mocking is relentless this evening you started it mate I know I'm sorry um, no I was just going to say that I've seen and I've, I've, we've probably all seen a lot of improv um, where the stage becomes very dominated by Pino. by men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, how do you deal with that? What's your take on that, and how do you deal with that? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I have co-founded the Ladies Cafe, which is a night where only ladies perform. So we remove them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just take them out of the equation. <laughs> That is not why it was founded. Let me clarify that immediately. It was because we really liked each other and wanted to perform together and celebrate women in comedy. No, literally, there's too many dicks. <laughs> yeah. That's not what happens. Um, so, sorry. Um, I think we have all seen those nights. Um, it's really a tricky thing because some people will say become more aggressive as a player and... I think that very much depends on the team that you're playing with at the time. Mm-hmm. Because if everyone's an aggressive player, it becomes uh, a, a certain type of show, which can be very funny, but it doesn't necessarily allow for peaks and troughs. Um, so I think there are lots of ways to deal with it. I think it helps to have that discussion. I've definitely uh, had that discussion with one of my teams where we've talked about a gender imbalance, where we've talked about times when... I mean, it's it's actually been proven, isn't it, that guys don't hear the pitch of women's voices. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about it that doesn't quite register. That explains so much. Um, <laughs> oh, don't start this again, Emily. <laughs> Is it your voice, Emily? <laughs> low, lower it. Okay. Better. I heard you, Ollie. Did you? <laughs> um, so I. Where think... did Emily go? <laughs> <laughs> I think being having an honest conversation about it can be good. I think it very much depends on the people you're playing with. I think sometimes you just have to get your elbows out and heighten play very aggressively. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you force yourself to, uh, you know, I myself when I occasionally force myself to be like right I came to play I'm going on that's another whole of Lauren saying I came to play is really good 
because it forces you on. I came to play. Yeah, I, I think, because like you were saying, because you are kind of going on with nothing, it really does... Do you find it, the nights and the performances depend yeah. on where your head is at yeah, that day? Totally. Can do totally. Yeah. Yeah. In every way. Yeah. Am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I angry? Mm. Um, Because if you're, say if you're feeling sad, maybe one day, like a couple of times I remember being like that when I went to a couple of classes and I found it so hard to to go. I was so scared because I think of how I just felt that day for whatever reason. Yeah. And you're worried that it'll come out in your improv. Yeah. Um, Which obviously is ultimately a good thing. Well, it can be great. Yeah. Nothing more exciting than seeing the truth um but I think with regards because I played with the same people for a while now I think we make sure we have that kind of warm-up where like one of them one of the warm-up warm-up games is um stretch and share where you literally one person will do a stretch we all do the stretch in a circle and you'll share something about your day and it can be a funny anecdote or it can be do you know what? I just had a rubbish phone call with my dad um and that will get that often physically and verbally serves to exercise you of that yeah um, so there are ways you can yeah when when you know people as well especially and i guess because you're a team you all now you're at a point where you really have a shorthand and you can all see when someone is maybe not firing on all cylinders yeah. so you you offer you more support hopefully to that person yeah yeah i think so um so i suppose that's maybe when you... But also, it's a bit like walking in, into a rehearsal room where you go, oh, I have to put my day on the back on the back seat and drive. Great analogy. Yeah, you nailed that. Going so well. I'm using that. That's mine now. <laughs> um, and, so, and that is what, well, partly why I love improv is because you can go, God, I've had a rubbish day at work. Yay, now I get to be a douchebag. So, yeah. Do you, do you think it's partly just going slightly back to yeah. that that male guy yeah, yeah. guy thing? Um, I mean, we we joke. I definitely speak more on this podcast because I probably speak over Emily <laughs> more than I should. Right. But I think, to be honest, that is it's not your fault at all, Emily. Emily. Just whispered, "It's, it's my, my fault." fault. Yeah, exactly. You're the problem, Emily. No, I was. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but but having said that, like I just in general, I don't think that's something that I do with absolutely every. Like I, in fact, I think that is almost something that I do with with everyone. I think I'm quite, I can be quite yeah. a dominant force, whether it's guys or or girls. So I I like to think, you know, we've discussed. I've grown up in very female dominant households, so mm. I'm just used to chipping in and not necessarily thinking about it too much. Um, but do you feel like there are guys that, that do improv that it's like an actual thing where they... I think it can depend what someone needs from that evening. Sometimes someone needs to be funny. Sometimes... I don't... I think... It, it, oh gosh, it's tricky, isn't it? I think there are girls that, that can have their energy too. So I think saying it's a purely male feature in improvising or in life, is um, uh, is to a certain extent a sweeping statement. Yeah. Mm. Um, for example, there's one of the FA teams that has a lot of very big female personalities, and they're brilliant and boisterous. I mean, what a sad word to use. Yeah. <laughs> Girls dress. Uh, <laughs> well, no, but it's that thing where, you know, that annoying question that female comedians get asked is, how how is it being, a, a, like, a female comic? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are we even talking about that like it there is absolutely no way that like it's a thing that guys are funnier than girls like come on like why are we still having that conversation but at the same time um there is still an imbalance in but that imbalance is kind of everywhere in society isn't it yeah and so i think for example i think it may be in life as in in an improv show that you need to judge who you're with and with some people, I'll need to reiterate what I've said or stick to my guns or play aggressively. Whereas with some people, you know that they will drop their agenda if they see yours. Um, 
So I suppose your question was, do some people come to be funny? And mm. I think ultimately we do want the scene to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people will maybe need that, will need that reaction on a certain night. It's tricky when you hear the laughs because you think, because some people think, oh, that particular performer got those laughs. Well, actually, everything up to that point created that moment for that particular performer to say a punchline. Sure. Yeah. So I think we all come with the agenda to make a good night of entertainment, and that tension to create laughs can make some people more aggressive, and sometimes that is uh, a single, you know, a white massive man sometimes it will be massive a man. massive <laughs> white man and sometimes it will be a tiny little high-pitched man <laughs> um, so I don't know that anyone comes with the agenda to be aggressive and dominate and win improv but I think nerves can create a default which is partly why you have to train because we all have default settings my default is does this scene need anything give it a three second beat okay great it still needs it well in some teams I can't give it a one second beat because I just won't get on stage Mm. is that good play it's just a different mode of play and you have to find the people you enjoy playing with most I think Um, yeah I don't know if that answers it does answer yeah massively I yeah I'm just I just always curious about, um, about that kind of, the 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 gender divide yeah. within within uh, like that that dynamic yeah. and, and and how it works because I've talked about before on the podcast like a lot of the people I've collaborated with over the years have been women and because they listened. Just, they listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, because I'm kidding, I'm kidding. because I've I've actually just I've enjoyed that process yeah. more, and actually probably for me that comes from the fact that I've been shouted down by a lot of guys before, so maybe I have a weird yeah. sense of. Oh, right, okay. I wonder if that is me. Is Why if that is maybe it? Around. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now Oprah's opening up. Oh, jeez. Oprah. <laughs> I mean, I said I wanted tears. I didn't know it was going to be mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's, it's I just, I've, I've kind of asked this question, like we've talked about it before, haven't we, Emily? Yeah. Um, and, and addressed it. Because it's something that, you know, I'm constantly trying to be mindful of and, yeah. and learn. And, you know, I never want anyone to, that I'm working with in any, any way to feel like I'm being a fucking douchebag and for it to be because I'm a guy like that is a horrible thought if I'm going to be a douchebag it's just because I'm a douchebag yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like in your in the castings that you've been going for um, outside of your improv stuff mm. with other people maybe male or female whoever you have to go in with sometimes you know when you're not on your own do you feel like it's given you more confidence and added to what you are able to bring into the room. When you go in with, say, a guy and pretend you're in a car for a commercial? Yeah, or any anyone, even even ones just on your own or maybe with other people both. Like Just, like, how is it added to... Yeah, 100%. It's so great going yeah. in and going, tonight I get to see some mates and I know that someone will say something that I'll really, really laugh at. And I might even say one of those things. And we might, we'll have a lovely time. It's so great having somewhere else to be. It's so great having something to talk about. <laughs> what have you been doing? Oh, I did a show last night. <sighs> the pressure is off. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's true. That's the pressure that a lot of people feel, isn't it? Yeah. That, that answering that question, what are you up to? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, at least you can just talk about a show that you've just done. Yeah. Like, all the time, basically. (laughs) No, but, like, you always have an answer for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did a show last night. It was a really good show. Oh, I had a really bad show. Whatever it may be. And and performing that regularly has to help your confidence when you're going into castings. I think so. Yeah. I do think so, yeah. It's certainly, do you know what, it's certainly made me happier. And I think that really helps to walk in. Because you can, you can smell that... Or someone needs this a bit too much, and gosh, do we all feel it? But I can really see it on you, and that's not going to get you a job. Um, so we talked about this, haven't we? And pretty much every guest that we've had has said the same thing. Oh. So it's it's interesting. It's very definitely a thing. Yeah. 
And if actors are aware of it, then yeah. the people on the other side of the table are definitely aware of it. Yeah. Um, I think very often when people go in in pairs in mm. castings, even if even if you're not up against each other, they treat it like they are somehow. Mm. Whereas, you know, the way that you're learning with all these other improv means that when you're going in, you're automatically kind of seeing them as your teammate more, aren't you? Someone you can work with to create well, something. Well, like an actor going in with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's all about making the other person look good and creating something in the space between. Castings a lot more feel like an opportunity to act now mm. rather than the key to my future happiness, mm. um, which is a nice thing. Um, and it's definitely... You know that bit at the beginning where you have to say who you are and where you're from and whether you've been in a commercial that conflicts like, I'm yeah. much better at being me mm. now because nothing terrified me more actually than being on stage as myself I, and I've had to host nights and introduce our group and describe games that we'll play before we, get, before we do them um, and that actually has given me a huge amount of, an, well, of, of growth as an actor to be able to go in and go hey I'm Catherine so great to meet you I love this bit just to be a bit more normal and less... Hi, yeah, I'm Catherine. Um, God, yeah, God, I loved it. I loved the script. I loved it. Yeah, I really loved it. I really loved it. Yeah, I really liked this character. I think it's really good. Oh, God. Oh God. Yeah. So it's definitely helped with that. And you're probably better equipped to get for when you're going... If you are going in with someone else, for if they are not willing to play ball, you know how to handle that. Mm. I just find it funny though when everything was like that just mm. like, oh. it's very common though. very common I think it's an it's an insecurity isn't it within them or just, you know to feel th- that they feel threatened that easily so weird isn't it so boring just do something funny with me come on well in, in the case of commercials <laughs> yeah you're probably not going in together for the same part no so like, but you know, even then, some people just try. Sometimes you just feel like the other person's just trying to outshine to compete, you. Yeah. yeah. Whereas know. actually, if you're both good, it's it's only gonna leave a better memory in whoever's mind that's watching you. Yeah, because you're not being a dick. Yeah. Gosh. Too many dicks. Stop it. Again, too many dicks. Just remove them from the night. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> and the planet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you feel like it's kind of um, changed what stuff you go up for at all? I I mean, I've definitely got work because of it. Yeah. I, I 100% have. Um, and would that be through your agent or through the contacts you've made in your improv world? Um, I mean, probably both in okay. a kind of a medley. Um, uh, so I improv was like some really brilliant people. So I was part of Borderline, which is a Channel 5 improvised comedy documentary which was written by Mike T who obviously founded the school and Chris Gow who's on one of my teams <laughs> got the part because of that guys <laughs> I would never would have met them and then recently and I also went... because you're good I never would have met them so <laughs> I was available uh, <laughs> and then um, I did something on Comedy Central recently because Tom Leving who improvises is now directing there so like definitely I've got work because of it and then you uh, but has it changed what I've gone up for I get probably a lot more comedy because yeah. that's what my CV says now which is delightful um, so I don't know if I think I think it all groups together in a happy soup mm. where you meet people and I can be a bit more normal and just have a chat and then you might get a job yeah because they like you which is how it should work really um, do you think you have to kind of have Funny bones, to some degree. I know sometimes with some casting mm. directors, they'll say, you know, just what if we're doing comedy scripts in a workshop or something, they'll they'll say, you know, I just know quite quickly if someone has funny bones or not, and if they don't, there's only so much they're going to be able to do with this. Do you think with improv, you need that? Such an interesting question. Um, probably. Yeah. I don't know that it's something you can't learn to be better at mm. because comedy is a bit primal. Mm. The rhythms, yeah. The way that you say a line, the way that you leave a gap to inform the audience they should laugh, even if that line wasn't particularly funny. Um the tricks that you can do with regards to callbacks that that is super smart, but also 
something that you've learnt to do. You have to have an awareness of what is how comedy works. Yes, yeah. but that's yeah. is that funny bones or is that? Well, that's I, th- no I think in I think in improv it's more knowing. I think it's different between scripted and, and improv. I think yeah. that someone who's not necessarily funny can be good at improv, but yeah. then yeah. give them a comedy script. Okay. And for them to know the the beats and where they're meant to do certain things is is a little bit different. I suppose it's a difference between writing your own monologue and performing someone's monologue. Mm. In that. Yeah. I think it definitely helps. Yeah. I think... But you've done a lot more comedy since doing the improv, would you say? Yeah, but then I always probably did do mm. it, if I'm honest. Right. Um, you've just been cast in something else, which is another comedy. Gosh, thanks so much for asking, Emily. Well, it's just it's been announced like today, so you can talk about it, <laughs> which is great. I have. I'm going to be in Abigail's party with um, Hull Truck. And who are you playing? I'm playing Beverly. Oh, my God. It's amazing. That it's is really amazing. Exciting. Very excited. Such a good part. Yeah. Uh, whole truck. Yes. Um, when is that on? That is in October. Great. Come. Um, it's not far. What's the date? I'm definitely for a coming. Month. Yeah, we're, we're all going. going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're Thanks, all guys. going. I'm going to Hull for you. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> we're going to hire a train. City, City is going to Hull. <laughs> City of Culture 2016, was it? Surely is. Absolutely. I think it was. We're bringing culture back, guys. Yeah. <laughs> You're leading the the charge. <laughs> have you um, have you done a theatre job recently? B- blimey, I haven't done a proper theatre job for. I'm stuttering about it. <laughs> it bodes well, doesn't it? <laughs> you might want to sort that out before you get on stage. <laughs> Not for. I haven't done a proper theatre job for. A few years, mate. Yeah. I know, I'm really excited. About that? <laughs> it was the summer of 69. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Lines, lines. lines. Got to learn how to learn those. That'll be fun times. Um, how long is the run, sorry? It's a month. A month. A month. That's kind of a nice amount of time. Yeah. You're not going to get bored. No. <laughs> Hopefully. Unless you hate everyone. <laughs> and you get to, you get to love. You get to I'm joking. You're gonna love everyone. The cast was just announced today, wasn't it? Was it? it was. So fresh off the press, people. Fresh. I mean, this episode won't come out for a few weeks, so it's it wouldn't. Not it, fresh. Really it will be stale. Yeah. <laughs> stale, stale, stale news. <laughs> um, and are you going back up to Edinburgh? Oh no! I've. I know. You're just done. Did a week. Yeah. Got to do. Got to how do you find Edinburgh? Like, what's your it's quite a full-on experience, isn't it? You've done it quite a few times now. Yeah, God, it's really full-on, isn't it? Mm. I think everyone... I haven't ev- done it for like 10 years. Everyone I speak to up there is always oh, going through some no. <laughs> emotional you know, oh, experience. Oh, it destroys it's everyone. It's intense time, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. Everyone has a breakdown. I heard someone say that it's, it's like childbirth, where it's the most traumatic thing, but then like a month later you're like... <laughs> Oh, next year, Edinburgh. We're going again. <laughs> I mean, you forget the pain. <laughs> I mean, I've never done my own show, and I think that is where you see the real cracks emerge. <laughs> sure. Um, because that is your name in lights and everything on on the line, isn't it? But um, is that something that you would want to do? I mean, if people stop employing me, I'll definitely produce my own work. <laughs> I'd love to see your own show. Yeah. Your own show. Yeah. yeah. Why? What's that? Why, guys? Well, just because I think you're very... Downs a wine. Interesting. Why? Tell me why you like me. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like you. I just, <laughs> Fascinated. I think it would be great to watch someone unravel on stage. <laughs> Joking, obviously. No. <laughs> no, obviously, I would love to see you. I think I think you'd do a great one-hour show. Yeah, I do. Do it next year. No problem. See you then. Okay, great. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Come up with a title, surely, from this episode. Like what? For your show. KBF. Too loud. The struggle is real. (laughs) (laughs) A bit more upbeat, maybe? (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus. Okay, go on. I mean, if I'm Oprah, I don't know what you are tonight. (laughs) Someone has to bring it down. (laughs) Do they know? Yeah. Like, improv, someone needs to bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's here yeah. for the job. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Uh, what else could you call it? 
Oh, I don't know. We're now we're now brainstorming. Uh, Edinburgh twenty nineteen. Sorry, <laughs> um, there's plenty of time. We'll think of something. Yeah, I love it. I think something on KBF. Surely, just come up with the different three three words. What begins with K? Killer. Killer. Kinder surprise. Another great suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going Killer. To What's B? Killer. You're stopping yourself. Barnet. Barnet. Yeah, I was just looking at your hair. <laughs> uh, fox. Killer Barnet Fox. Killer Barnet Fox. I mean, that should be your new nickname. Surely. Because you have a Killer Barnet and your surname is Fox. Boom. Done. Done. There you go. The struggle is real. Um, I am not going up. Are you not? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm... So many great shows. Sorry. The last time we went up, we did 25 shows in oh, three amazing. days. Amazing. Wasn't it? I went last year as well. Yeah, I know. No, I did not go last, last year. Last time we went up together. Yeah. We did 25 shows. Yeah. But I mean, did you do twenty five shows last year, Ollie? or did you do thirty five? Uh, no, I didn't. I did. I think I did twenty one last year. In three days. Mm. Is how many is that day, I please? Crammed them in. I think one day I did six, and then the next two days I did like eight. Oh, mate, that's horrible. It was. It was good. It was. I, I went with someone who's not an actor and who had never been to Edinburgh before. Ah. And uh, broke them. And she was a little bit overwhelmed. I was going to say. Lie. I mean, for a non-actor, that is a fairly intense. It's a long days. date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty full-on experience. Have you spoken to? No, I'd like. I'd like to. <laughs> we are still third friends. Um, I would like to go up. There was a. There was quite a few shows actually that I was yeah. keen to see. Oh, Tom Lake's so, up there. Huh? Tom Lenk. Tell us about Tom. Oh, he's a wonder. He's in Buffy as Andrew. Oh, he does uh, the like celebrity yes! he dresses up as the, on Instagram. His yeah. show is Tilda Swinton. Oh, it's so wonderful. Uh, the whole show is Tilda Swinton. <laughs> it's Tilda okay. Swinton. It's really great. God, Maybe that'll come to London at some point. Maybe. That's, you... that's the thing I look forward to is when they come down here so I don't have to go so there. pay for work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was reading about the shows that Alfie Brown and Jesse Cave are doing. About oh. like after the breakup, but oh. from each perspective. Oh wow! Oh, they're not together anymore. No, but they're parenting. You know, together. I was reading an yeah. article about it today. It sounds really interesting. Like because the two shows are so different. Because it's each perspective. Wow! You didn't see them. No, I would have liked to. That's a full on show, isn't it? Is it one show or are they both? Uh, hers is hour? called Sunrise, and his is called. Sunset. Like <laughs> no, he's called something like Lunatic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they have. They both had really good reviews. It's not called. Lunatic. They're both great. Sorry. I love both yeah. of them. Yeah, I've seen Me both too. of them before. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're very different mm. people. But really yeah. interesting performers. Mm. Mm. Top tip: If only you told me before I went. Sorry, I only read about it today. I did not know. Yeah, it's. it's I wish I was There playing. are so many shows, so... Oh, well, Graham's got his Every second year. show. Oh, it's good, it's good. Is it very good? Yeah, really good. Great. Boy. Yeah, I liked his show last year. I really liked it. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, he's doing very well. Is Austin Tatious up there this year? They are for a very short run. I think it's only a week. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is Edinburgh something that you ever considered at a younger age? I did Edinburgh as an actor what did ten you do? years ago. Did Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> I didn't know you did Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's, can we guess which character you were? Yeah, go on. Okay, what do you guess? Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how predictable. Um, what do you, um, I think you played two characters. I've done it twice, and I've played the same character twice. Oh. I think you played good Laertes. That's not Romeo and Juliet. No, it's not. But, but if... <laughs> <laughs> I would be a good Laertes, that's true. <laughs> but if we're talking about. <laughs> going to move that line away. <laughs> I mean, that just made me think about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wasn't even thinking about that play. So now I'm thinking about would you play Who the other in... Teenage Mutant Leonardo? <laughs> Laertes and Leonardo, they yeah, are very un- uncannily similar. similar names, aren't they? <laughs> they both begin with L. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With an E and an O. Yeah. Oh, well, then were you Mercutio? No. Oh, you I auditioned for Mercutio. No, yeah. it's a small part in both, but. Hey. A small part. The maid. <laughs> That's a oh, good part, the nurse. I'd love to play the nurse in Romeo and Juliet. That would be really yeah. fun. Yeah, that would be great. Cool. I wonder um, if that's ever been gender swapped. 
like it had a male playing that part. That'd be quite interesting. I mean, I know that's not the dumb thing to give the female parts <laughs> to the men, but... Uh, they do, they don't know. They well, in the, when they do those all-male productions, which is ridiculous, aren't they? Let's be honest. All men. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we're still guessing who you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about... Um, who else could you be? Should I just tell you? Because yes. this game could go oh, on for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I play Paris. Ah, okay. we dare the boy with young Paris's face. One who's trying to yeah. connect with Jules. Right there with Beauty's pen. So how, how long was okay, your run? Hello, hello. I'll quote you there. It was, the, it was for the whole of Edinburgh. Um, lovely. That, so that was, this was years ago. This is right at the start of my... Career. Career. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long run. Did yeah, and I, I, did it, uh, I did it a year later in France for a different company. Clearly, in just France. give it, give off Paris vibes. Yeah, great. Right. Well, he's very handsome. Is he? Yeah, that's the whole point. Oh, right. Bit speech. Oh. Look at the delight right there. Beauty well, there you go. Yeah, it's me. Um, <laughs> I think they were clearly going in a different direction with that. Both those productions. Uh, <laughs> Let's get a complete troll as Paris, so that her choices are limited. <laughs> Did you cop off with Lady Capulet? No, uh, that happens in the film, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to Paul, ask... Paul Rudd? Was it Paul Rudd in the film? Yes, it was. Yes! I like it's Paul good Rudd. Yeah. Do you think with improv you can, um, like, reach... Have you? Are you near reaching your peak, or can you always continue oh to God, keep no, learning? Oh, God, no, I'm so far. Yeah. Oh, I'm so far. Like, do you feel like it's something that you can literally just do forever and ever yeah, and ever and always continue to learn and improve from it? Yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do, because you always get something different, and... Like, every, like there are so many smart people out there that use different ways of improvising. I'm so in awe of so many people and so many different ways. Like I do um, a guest with a lovely team called Shoot From The Hip sometimes and they do short form, which is a totally different skill to long form. Could you give us a brief description of each? You're hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said before... <laughs> we want a succinct definition of both. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to say that. So the no, difference sorry, sorry, is... No. Just, just really brief. <laughs> You're such a shit. <laughs> Short form is more games. So, for example, freeze tag or um, uh, you'll play uh, time dash where they'll pause the scene and then the person narrating it will send it forward in time. So it's more... Okay. It's, it's an impressive, m- more of a mind skill. And certainly, you physically have to be ready to jump very quickly somewhere very different. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas long form, I suppose, is more of an actor's medium. Um, it's the one that you'll be made to do if you go to America and want to train as an actor. Um, it's uh, it's not necessarily narrative. It's not necessarily character as such by definition. But it's longer scenes. Okay. Thanks very Nailed much. Nailed it. Hello. <laughs> em tried to catch you out there and you had just no. burned her fingers. <laughs> I, I genuinely wanted to know, no, because I think for people who don't know about improv, it's a bit like Japanese. Cow. Isn't it? Yeah. I said before I didn't want to do definitions. You're a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Anyway, sorry. Your but you question. did know it, so... Yeah. But you can Nailed keep it. evolving, is what I would say. So, shoot from the hippity short form brilliantly and then they do a second act which is narrative which is again a different way to try to make your your improv show tie up with a beginning middle and an end mm. all of those being satisfying pieces whilst being amusing and then i do a show called uncle glenn's menagerie uh, there's a big one of those in october actually which should be brilliant um and that's where we invite west end actors and actors from from film and tv to come along with a script so they'll do their lines from a scene but the improviser will not know the lines or the scene but try and make that scene work so uh, it's really fun to watch oh, oh it's, yeah, it's my favorite fun. i love Is it? it yeah cuz you do really have the choice to go truthful or comedic or do you make a big choice yeah. but then you might really screw yourself on that big choice with a later line exactly yeah. it's great I love it and that's different again and then there's the Herald which is um, uh, it was a training tool but it's a certain mode of show uh, I won't explain it no that's fine. you can do the course if you're interested yeah. um, but it's a brilliant disciplining uh, 
mode of performance, which certainly turns on your gets your brain firing. Um, so the, so there's so many different types of improv, and you'll always improv with different people. And myself as an actress, I'll never be finished. And so by definition, I would never be finished as an improviser either. So that's part that's so appealing about it. Yeah. You just want to be better. Well, there you go. You will continue to be better. I mean, or I'll get worse, mate. I can't see that happening. <laughs> no, um, no. You're about to be Beverly. It's only going to get better. Oh, <coughs> bless you. Sorry, that was disgusting, wasn't it? No. Um, <laughs> Catherine yeah. Bennett-Fox, thank Little you name. very much Thanks for, much for joining us today. It has been truly insightful. <laughs> and I'm sure that there's lots of people listening that are going to be scurrying away to the... Um, because they're all rats. <laughs> um, scurrying away to the Those FA's website world. to oh, sign up for a course. Yeah. That hoping that you'll be a teacher. Ah, Do you teach at the I FA yet? Are you? Are Exciting. You? Oh, well, maybe I'll come back then. <laughs> I think you'd be a great teacher. I mean, you're, you're in my opinion... No smoke blowing, one of the best improvisers working in the country at the moment. So, without a doubt, sign up to Catherine's classes if, <laughs> if you see them on the FA website um, because she has much, much, much knowledge to impart. Lovely man, Catherine, you have been a delight. It has been delightful having you. I hope you'll join us again. Yeah. Maybe you can come back and tell us how Hull went. Come to Hull. We'll Have come and do a podcast Hull from Hull. Come to, come to Hull. Why don't we do it there? Do the, we can do, do Well, because the then I have to lug all the equipment up there, but fine. <laughs> all this extensive <laughs> equipment. Yeah. A microphone so and my laptop. So much stuff. Which is always with me anyway. Mainly just the wine that we have to bring with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to fly the guests with. Um, yeah, maybe we can come and chat to a couple of people. Delightful. Please come. That was hilarious. Let's do it. Um, Great. Thank you again. Love you both. Keep doing your podcast. It's awesome. Thank you. And we will see, or we will speak to everyone else again very, very soon. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Average at Best. Thank you to James O'Brien for helping to write our opening jingle and to Katie Tweddle at Outfaced Illustrations for all the artwork you see on our social media. Speaking of which, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, where we're Average at Best the Podcast, and on Twitter, where we're Average Best Pod. We'd also love to hear from you, so why not drop us an email on listener at averageatbestpodcast.co.uk. Until next time, bye!